For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling, pop culture, and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of crass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. And greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndyCast. Chad Allen, uh, all by myself here, actually. It's just me in a, in a lonely room. Uh, but that's okay. I do have a guest with me this week. Uh, I have the uh, newly crowned, actually, uh, from uh, Punk Pro Wrestling, uh, Get Your Shit In Champion. Uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to be there for this match, so I'm very excited to talk to this uh, gentleman a little bit about that uh, and obviously his overall career. Uh, I have, uh, this is an After Dark episode, but it's not a normal After Dark episode because I have Matt Kenway on with me. Matt, welcome to the IndyCast. Thanks for introducing me, Chad. Uh, man, that's just so weird to me here in, like, the Get Your Shit In Champion. That's uh, that's still kind of weird to me. It, it's a weird, never, it's a weird title all in all, but that's okay. So You know what? I'm happy as I can be to be, like, if it's going on the history books as, I was the first get your shit in champion, and what more can you ask for? Exactly, right? <laughs> great title, great name, great opponents to face, too. You you had some amazing opponents in that match. I cannot wait to get to that one here. But before we get started, Matt, we do uh, one thing on just about every episode of the IndyCast. We do what's called lightning round. Uh, I have five questions I'm going to ask kind of rapid fire, give as much of an answer as you like. And uh, we'll go from there. This helps kind of get rid of some of those typical dorky podcast questions that everybody asks. Um, awesome, so let's do it. Let me get the let me get the typical one out of the way. Uh, where did you train, and who trained you? Uh, I am trained by Michael Elgin. Um, I don't think he needs that much of an introduction. It's Michael Elgin. Yeah, Elgin Training Systems, former Ring of Honor World Champion, uh, former IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Jim Lanham tournament winner. I mean, I can keep going down the list if you really want me to. No, that's, I, I believe Mr. Elgin definitely, as you said, needs no introduction to anybody that's listening to this. Uh, what is your first wrestling memory? Oh, God. Um, uh, like, like in my career or in general? In general. In general, and this is a really bad wrestling memory to have, I think, it is when X-Pac and Kane interrupted, like, I think a pudding match or some BS like that. <laughs> and X-Pac came out in like a snorkel and uh, goggles and Kane choke slammed him in the pudding or he just started beating. I don't quite remember, but I remember there was pudding. Nice. It, it, this is the dark days of the women's division. Your your memory involves Kane and X-Pac and pudding. We'll, we'll let that go from there. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like 1999. So I was like two. There we go. Like, you were two in 1999. Really? Yeah, I'm oh, only 20. Good God, man. I was graduating high school in 94. Now I'm feeling really <laughs> old here. Um, uh, you are in control of the radio while you are doing the drives, uh, as as our good friend Uncle Bob would say, do the drives. Uh, what are we listening to? Um, probably some Limp Bizkit, uh, whatever I'm kind of vibing on late uh, at that time. So the entire drive down to Florida when I was in control, I was listening to the Baby Driver 
soundtrack because that movie is phenomenal and it's got the best score I've heard in a long time. Very nice. My, I have sadly not gotten to see that yet because I have a, uh, I have a seven year old and a three year old, so I don't get out very often. But my wife somehow uh, does, and she said that was amazing, and I trust, I trust her uh, implicitly when it comes to stuff like that. So. Uh, lightning ground question four, the God of the underworld allows one artist to come back for a concert. Who's obviously no longer with us. Who do you pluck from the depths of hell to perform? All right. I just think what artist is probably in hell. It could be uh, heaven too, but just, it sounded so much better for the question. So. Oh no, totally. Uh, man, I got to watch Freddie Mercury live. Like there's no question about that, it. That is. That- like, I need to hear his legendary voice live once. That is, by the way, the absolutely only correct answer to that question, and I appreciate that was your answer on that yes. one. I was actually sitting down a couple days ago on YouTube watching their set from Live Aid from 1985, which is possibly still the best concert performance ever, and it only is 20 minutes long, because obviously there was 8 million bands in that concert series. But if you've never seen that, Go to YouTube. The full the full set from them is there, and it's amazing. Um, I'd have to do that tonight when I get home. Yes, you should. Uh, last question. It's the big one. It's it's uh, my wife's favorite question: Marvel or DC, and why? Ah, oh, cool. man, this is hitting at home. Oh <laughs> man! So like, they're my two favorite superheroes are Batman and Spider Man. Okay. Batman, because Batman the Animated Series, I grew up watching that on VHS. And then Spider-Man, because I grew up watching the Spider-Man series on VHS, and that was like, Ultimate Spider-Man was one of my favorite comic books. I'm going to have to go DC, though, just because storylines I feel like are better in DC. So, no, is that based on... Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I just realized Wolverine's in Marvel. Hey, I got to go Marvel then, because Wolverine was my other favorite. Like, Logan, not anything else. So, so then of the, so then of of the Marvel and DC movies right now, would you say Lo, the the most recent Logan movie is your favorite? Old the old based off the old man Logan series. So I haven't been able to see that. I don't watch oh. movies very often. Okay, but um, actually, like growing up, like I read the like the uh, the Wolverine solo comic books and stuff like that. Yeah. And I fell in love with Wolverine that way because he was just this. Tough guy who took pain, you know, wasn't, he could regenerate health, had claws in his hands and just went around smoking a cigar and a leather jacket. Him and, him and Batman are definitely the, the definition of cool. And if you ever get a chance to, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this for uh, a little while, Marvel and DC did uh, join up to do some like, like weird cross comics where they took, you know, what two characters and kind of smushed them together. Uh, and one of the ones they did was definitely Batman and Wolverine. I need to go find this one now. You, you do. I, I wish I could remember. And I wish uh, one Mr. Zach Romero, he's yelling at his, uh, he's yelling at whatever he's playing this podcast on right now, the name of the character, because I can't remember it off the top of my head. But definitely look that up. It was called a, uh, like a, a Maglum Comics, and that's what they called it for the times that they mixed up. And But they had a Batman-Wolverine cross. That was the two of them they had together on that oh. one. So. That already sounds amazing. Like I need to go. Like I need to go read this now. Go, go see if you could find that one. That's a good one. So um, now you had mentioned earlier you were trained by one Michael Elgin. We're not going to go through the full history of Michael Elgin here, but I'm interested to know just from somebody who obviously has um, close ties to him. How crazy strong is that guy, really? 
that man has picked me up off the ground and German suplexed me over his head with me scrambling and clawing at the ropes to not have that happen. Oh, better. I can one-up you already. Um, I decided when I was very early on, Elgin offered to let me come work out with him after uh, Dojo. I go to Elgin's gym. We train legs together. Horrible idea, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Horrible idea. Elgin throws, I think, like a thousand plus pounds on the leg press okay. after doing six sets of squats at like 405 or more. And he starts leg pressing a thousand pounds and then makes me attempt to leg press a thousand pounds. Good guy. The man was doing single arm chest presses with the, with the uh, leg press in order for me to get that weight up. So yeah, Michael Elgin's insanely strong. Good God! So how is he as a how is he as a trainer? He actually, from what I can tell, at least, and I've never obviously met the man. I've never got to see him wrestle in person, but I, I've followed his career. Actually, seems like all in all, for a guy that's that crazy strong, actually seems like he's also a pretty chill person from what from what I he might be intense but it doesn't seem like he's all that serious it seems like he does have a little bit of fun when he when he wants to he really does and like I'm the uh, as we're recording this there is the uh, Michael Logan week-long camp going on right now here mm-hmm. in St. Louis and I've was lucky enough to attend two days and he's he really is just a fun-loving guy and um, it really comes through in training because he doesn't ever get mad and scream at you, you know, if you mess something up. He tells you how to correct it, or and he'll joke with you about it. Good. Because he knows that you can do it, and he wants you to do it correctly. And when you do, he's like, see, I told you, you can do it. He's, I am so lucky to train with him. So since, so since your training is with Elgin, is it was your first match with his Glory Pro company? South Broadway Athletic Club. Say that one more time, Matt. I think I lost uh, you for my a first second. Match was in. Oh, there we go. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, I trained originally with South Broadway Athletic Club, and then with the Dynamo Pro Dojo a little bit uh, before I came to Michael Elgin. So I can't. Okay. I've been doing this for what are we in? December or October 2017. I started training November 2015, debuted in January 2016. So I've been doing this almost two years now. And um, for that first year, I did not train under Elgin, but now I am under Elgin. Okay. So, and is uh, I'm assuming is there a, a a noticeable difference between your previous training and what you're and what you're doing now? Yeah, like there's a noticeable difference, and it's really um, come through in. I'm trying to, like, word this correctly. It's come to, like, if you watched me 10 months ago, mm-hmm. and you watched me today, I've been told by, you know, people, like, I've gotten better, no, like, noticeably improved my skills in the last year under Michael Elgin exponentially. And that really speaks to his training, because it is his training that has really helped me as much as it has. And I've, I will, I'll credit that to a lot of my current, uh, I don't want to say success, but a lot of my current, uh, well-being in the professional wrestling industry. Well, I'll, you know, I'll say it for you. I, I think you have had success, especially in the last year, um, 
be, because for somebody who's been in the industry, you know, a, a, a relatively short time, you're definitely starting to get recognized all over the place for, for what you're, for what you're doing. And, and obviously that goes to say a lot about, you know, how you're handling yourself and how you, how your performance is in the ring, but obviously also, you know, the, the training that you're receiving is, it seems to be the, the right training to, to get you noticed. So that I, I can't see why that wouldn't be a, something to, to, you know, take notice about. So. Yeah. Like, and, like you said, like I'm starting to know some places and I don't like to think of it that way. I like to think like here are new opportunities. I have to seize them or I can, you know, let them fall to the wayside. And I want to seize every opportunity I can. I want to show people like, Hey, here's what I can do. And I think the last year I've kind of proved to places that had seen me before Elgin that, Hey, here's actually what I can do. Like, like give me another chance, if you will. Um, you know, I can let me show you what I can do now and I can, you know, definitely show you the improvements that have been made and I can keep getting better Yeah, to help your show. Where are some of the places that you, you've been this year that are kind of been kind of your favorite stops so far? Oh, favorite stops. Okay. Well, punk pro, um, is definitely one of my favorite stops and funny little backstory on my first punk pro appearance. It was at a spot show at earth day birthday. Yes. I had no idea that I was on that show. <laughs> Surprise! I got a tweet on a. F- I was a. It was a Friday, and it was a Friday. It was a weird, like, we- open weekend for me. So I was thinking, like, oh, I might, you know, go drive four hours this way, or go to Memphis, or maybe Indiana, something. You know, I can find a show. And I get a tweet about midday, and I at the time I was working in a warehouse. And so, like, we get a little break. I look at my phone, and Punk Pro tweets out, like, "Glad to have." Uh, I think it was like Have Mercy Percy, Cole Radrick, and Matt Kenway and uh, Jake Parnell all arriving at uh, Punk Pro tomorrow. And I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, this has got to be wrong or something, right? Like, <laughs> I might have just got accidentally tagged in this. And I, I messaged uh, I messaged some people, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, we were told you were coming. I was like, no one ever asked me about this. So I uh, <laughs> hopped in my car on, like, I think an hours. And I literally went home from work, changed clothes. uh showered and drove straight to Indiana and from Indiana we went to Miami or no Orlando that was it Mm -hmm. went to Orlando wrestled tore down went right back home uh and then I wrestled on a show the next day it was a blast and uh that was my first punk pro experience but I've gotten to wrestle at punk pro which is honestly one of my favorite places Atlanta wrestling AWE uh Atlanta wrestling entertainment like one of my top places to go to the vibe there is amazing it's the kind of the i what i really like as an ideal show Mm -hmm. it's an adult friendly atmosphere the crowd's always into it and there's always great matches being put on glory pro clearly like i've had some great matches there and i love being there and like having the opportunity for glory pro to be right in my backyard of alton illinois that's phenomenal to me and it's such a lucky opportunity and if people thought like the first year of Glory Pro was nuts, we're kicking off next year with Tetsuo Naito on the card. Yeah. The so, um, I would say my other favorite stop, IWA Mid South. I love love me some IWA Mid South. I love being there. It's a really fun place that uh, you know, I don't really need to speak on the history of IWA because everyone's been through there, right? You know. 
everyone's been there. And then there's one promotion uh, in St. Louis called PWCS that I don't know if you've heard about it. I would like to give them a little uh, plug here, though. They're a really fun company, and it's not your usual indie basis. It's a team-based uh, company. We compete for the uh, Pro Wrestling Championship Series. Uh, I believe we would call it well it's the series it's the championship series right um there are four teams i'm on team submission squad led by gary J and evangelistico owned by shawshank the dolphin so it's a really fun time there at pwcs um and then a company here that started in missouri uh the national wrestling league nwl um i work for them and it's a blast there too those are my like those are my top places to work and have fun at. So excellent. Well, you you've uh, segued me into two excellent topics. I'm going to start first with IWA Mid South. Um, I believe I just read fairly recently that they are discussing closing in 2018 um, due to you know just business not being what it used to be for them anymore. Um, what what are your thoughts on the possibility of IWA Mid South closing? I'm actually very. Uh, um disturbed by it kind of you know iwa mid-south is a place where young guys like myself sage canaan who's their current opportunity the box holder uh myron reed i mean elgin cut his teeth there a lot of great wrestlers have all been there ace perry young guys like me go there to cut our teeth to get to to prove we can go right to prove that you know we can do what we say we can do, that we are worth something. And it's a great opportunity for us. And for a lot of young guys, that's a really big opportunity for them. They can get really good matches there and they can prove to a lot of people because IWA has a big reach outside of Indiana. They can prove like, Hey, we can do this. Hey, look at what I can do. I'm, you know, doing this, 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 and this. IWA is a place to do that. And the possibility of them closing is would be really damaging to professional wrestling. I like the independent scene in the Midwest would be highly damaged if IWA closes. And I, it's a worst case scenario that it closes. And I hope to God it doesn't because it's a great place. I've never had a problem working there. I've never disliked anything about it. It's always been a fun place where they've always treated us really well. And they always want to see us grow. Very nice. So, and then the other person you mentioned, the other thing you mentioned in here that I definitely want to bring up is you, you are teaming currently uh, as part of the submission squad with Gary J and Evan Holistico, both friends of the IndyCast. Um, you had mentioned recently, you I guess you had had a match with Gary J, and, and you said something about we should really take this show on the road type of deal. Um, how, so t- tell me a little bit about uh, getting getting to fight the uh, the Gary J, the master of the Gary J movement himself, Gary J. I have actually not wrestled Gary. I th- now I thought I uh, saw a tweet from you that you had. Am I losing my mind on that one? Maybe we I am. We've been on the same show together. I okay. wrestled Gary one time, and it was ten months ago. Okay. We did IWA Mid South one at, uh, on a Saturday, and the same Saturday we drove to a show in between St. Louis and Mid South, and I wrestled him and the Millennial Danny Adams uh, in a triple threat match, which Gary murdered me in. Gary's Gary's known to do that, so the. Yeah, that is Gary. Gary's going to uh, all hard with a heavy hand, I believe it is. Yes, that is indeed it. So, you can buy that shirt at fullygimmick.com if you're interested, by the way. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> so, 
So, okay, so you haven't had a one-on-one match with Gary J then yet? I have not, and I want one. Well, then, I want one very badly. Well, then, who the hell do we get that booked for you? So, let's see. Uh, and I, obviously, I want that, and I want that match in Florida, obviously. So, because that would be <laughs> that would work out well for me. So, because I'm in the Tampa area, uh, Punk Pro, uh, I'll tag you in the, I'll tag Punk Pro in this. Uh, Ignite. Uh, oh, Ignite I, would be a lovely place I, to do this. I might be talking to uh, I might be talking to to Kim Artlet from Ignite very soon, so I'll bring that up to her. Um, sheesh, I'm sure we can definitely think of other places. How was your debut? Because you just debuted for Ignite this past weekend, I do believe, right? Yes, I did. How was uh, how was, was the like the Ignite experience? So. Minus the loss, it was a blast. <laughs> um, I cannot speak highly enough on you know coming down to Florida. Is a long drive. It's twenty hours for me. So me coming down is very like I'm here to do what I can and wrestle and enjoy this. Punk, Punk Pro is such an enjoyable environment to be in, and I can't speak highly enough on how enjoyable Ignite is. You know, you can feel a twenty hour road trip sometimes and think, you know, oh man, I am just beat down. Got to Ignite, and it was seeing people who I don't get to see that much or who I you see frequently enough that I know them. It's so much fun, and you get to enjoy time with people. You know, you get to talk to people you don't usually talk to. You get to get advice from people you would usually not get advice from or who haven't had the chance to see you wrestle yet, and it's a very big positive impact on a career, too, to have, like, people who don't usually see you wrestle who can point out things to you, and you can go, okay, well, I need to do this, this, and this. Right. Um, Ignite was a very good place for that. And I got to wrestle Carlos Gabriel, a member of uh, MYN, Make Your Name. Uh, and that was kind of uh, the talk of me and two of the other members were, all right, do we want Carlos in or not? Well, let's see if he let's see, let's see see if he can beat me and get his spot in there. And he beat me, and he definitely earned his spot in MYN with us. Very nice. So um, who, are, who are some of the people that, you, that were giving you uh, some of the best advice you got while you were down here in Florida? Because you mentioned you had a few people that were – we're definitely giving you, you know, that that knowledge. Who was there anybody in particular that you want to that you want to point out as being um, especially um, knowledgeable? I guess Martin Stone. Uh, he was kind enough to take a couple minutes out of his time to go and you know peek around, take a look at my match, and tell me you know one or two things. Uh, that was very cool to have happen. Uh, and I I've gotten to meet Martin through Glory Pro and AWE and. Uh, you know, become acquainted with him, and he was more than happy to do it, more than helpful to you know give me that advice, and that was really cool to me. Very nice. Now you've been coming down to Florida a lot. You said it's a twenty-hour drive, obviously, and God bless you for that because I can't see ever doing that. Um, have you <laughs> have you gotten the chance since you've been down here though to hit either of the major theme parks that are in the area? I have not. You that is something yet. that kind of I wanted to do. I wasn't at WrestleMania weekend this past year, sadly. I do plan on being there this upcoming year. But uh, if I, I know a lot of my friends enjoyed, uh, uh, what is it, Universal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't been to a theme park in probably six years. Good Lord. <laughs> well, next time you come down, we, we'll have to remedy that. Uh uh, Mr. Mr. Romero uh, is uh, is very much your universal expert, 
So if you have questions, go to him. But if you decide to, to you know, uh, you know, go to your uh, to your kiddier side and want to go see the mouse, uh, that is obviously my world because I've got the seven year old and the three year old. So I can give you the full rundown of what you need to do at Disney while you're down here. So I would probably go to Disney just for the uh, sentimental value. As well, you should because that's ultimately I feel the better part. But that's a whole other conversation for another show. Um, uh, another big thing about you doing the doing the drives. Uh, is uh, a lot of times you're driving late at night, obviously, like you said, 20 hours to get down here to Florida, uh, and every once in a while on the road you get hungry. Um, you see a beacon of light coming over a hill one at one point, and you know you're going to pull over and eat. Uh, is that beacon of light a Sheets, or is it a Wawa? Okay, so I've never had Sheets. I just had uh, Wawa for the first time. Probably down here in Florida, I would assume. So. Yes, and I'm about to catch a lot of heat for what I'm about to say. QT is where I'm going first off. Now, what is QT? I don't know QT very well. Okay, so QT, I'm going to educate you on the greatest convenience store known to man. <laughs> Please. <laughs> QT is a Midwest. So QT is based out of Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas, Missouri, Georgia. God, where else? I've seen them in like Illinois or yeah, I've been to one in Illinois and, like, Tennessee, so they're expanding. It's – they have a kitchen where everything is made fresh. So, like, they have ice cream. It's – and, like, I can compare it to Wawa because it was just like Wawa. The, it's so good and it's so low price, and they have my favorite energy drink, so I can't complain at all. Like, what is – what, what is your energy drink of choice? Drink of stars, as I like to put it. Uh, stars such as – Davey Vega, Tom Shire. I'm just going to name drop my friends here. Uh, um, bang. Uh, it's made by VPX. So, you know Redline? Yes. It's same amount of caffeine as one whole bottle of Redline and one can, but it's uh, so much more delicious and, like, it's drinkable. It's And zero calories, zero sugar, nothing in it. So I can drink one and... I can drink two. I've drank four in a day, uh, which totaled like 1.2 grams of caffeine. So I can keep drinking them guilt-free, except my heart. My heart's pretty guilty about <laughs> except it. Except for when your heart tries to explode, and then, yeah, it's a whole other thing. So. Yeah, Vega had a – on a trip to Atlanta, I tried to drink like four, and Vega took the fourth. He's like, you're going to die. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> At least you're looking out for your <laughs> so, best interest, so. Yeah, no, no. He looked out for my best interest that day for sure. So, and uh, briefly, let's talk a little bit about uh, your the experience of being the get, get your shit in champion, um, the the possibly best name title I think I've ever seen. So, uh, t- tell us a little bit about the the match and uh, how you felt coming out coming out the victor. Um. So it, it was weird. Um. I've done scrambles before. Uh, I've done scrambles at Glory Pro. I've done scrambles at IWA Mid South. You know, I don't know if you did. You happen to see the uh, the training I undertook to go become the king of the scrambles? Uh, I did not. Please t- tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> well, I went on a long and strenuous journey through Kansas City, Missouri for different people to help me see if I can get some advice from the uh, NWL crew and Buddy Shepard, <laughs> a.k.a. Angelisco, 
I don't know what you're talking about. They're two completely different people. <laughs> exactly. Uh, buddy took me by the hand and I bet he did. Took me on a very long walk. Bing bong. <laughs> uh, and led me to who he crowned the undiscernible, undeniable king, no god of the scrambles, a steel of all people. Okay, there you go. A steel bequeathed upon me the secret to being the king of the scrambles, the eye rake. The eye rake. Very, that's the secret for all of it, is, just, is the eye rake. Okay. Exactly. Um, so it was a very weird experience to get there, but um, the night before WCWO, I won a scramble against uh, two black and brave students who did very well, and um, one local kid from WCWO did very well. Uh, so that kind of gave me a boost going into that match, and then going into that match was just a Hard-hitting affair on my end. Uh, I took a chair to the face during a suicide dive, so... Nice. I don't really remember much after that. And I can see why. <laughs> so, and... Uh, um, oh, sorry. Uh, of everybody in the uh, the get-your-shit-in match, the scramble match, who, who do you think at the time did you picture would be your most dangerous opponent of the other, uh, I believe, five people that were in that match with you? There were two that kind of stood out to me as, ooh, I need to watch these two for sure. Um, Saviv Al-Sabah, I think I'm saying that right? I you are it. you are indeed. Um, I'd seen some of his footage from beforehand, and watching it, my immediate reaction was, oh, God, this guy can go. Yeah, he can. And he can back it up in the ring and on the mic. And I cannot wait to see him up here in the Midwest and out east. And I hopefully will meet him here in the Midwest for some battles because, you know, we I enjoyed hitting him, and I think he enjoyed hitting me. So <laughs> there, there's there is a mutual violence uh, connection there. That's a... very true. Um, the other opponent was member of the hierarchy himself, Slate Porter. Definitely. Um, and I really don't think I need to go into why I should be worried about a member of the hierarchy being in a match with me. Right. They have a tendency to cheat mm -hmm. and a tendency to be ultra-violent. I don't know if you guys saw what they did to Chip Day, but they broke his fingers. Yes. They broke his fingers at AWE. So, you know, I, I try to avoid upsetting the hierarchy, and luckily enough, Murder One and Adrian Armour like me enough that they usually give me a pass on, you know, a beatdown. Well, that's good. Yeah, if, if you've got if you're on the good side of murder one, that's probably the best thing you can have. So, I, I like to think I am. I don't know. I might go to Atlanta and get mugged tomorrow. Yeah, so. exactly. who knows? So, uh, so Matt, I uh, have uh, two questions that we ask uh, every person that that joins us here on the IndieCast. Uh, the first one's a little bit of the darker one, so I apologize in advance, but. Uh, in this uh, performance art that we love called professional wrestling, we tend to lose a lot of talent early. Um, that being said, if you could pick anybody who is no longer with us to wrestle, work with, train with, it, it doesn't matter, you know, kind of what method you'd want, uh, who would that be and why? Oh, God. Um, do, I do, do I give the answer that's going to get me just hated by some people or do I give the answer that people are going to be okay with? I would give both answers because I guarantee you we've heard the first answer before if it's who I think it is. Uh, 
people hate me for this one, I would erase history before 2000, June 2007, or after June 2007. June 2007 and onward would not be a thing. Christian Juan and his family would still mm-hmm. be alive, and the horrible tragedy that happened with them mm-hmm. would never have occurred, and I would love to work with Christian Juan. Benoit has, has been a has been an, an answer that has come up many times with almost that exact same sentiment, so I can understand where you're coming from on that and, one. It, it's, and it's a very terrible thing that happened, and I remember being a kid and being in total shock when it happened. I was um, an adult. He was, was a guy in total I looked shock. up to as a kid. And... <laughs> You know, as a wrestler now, I go back and I watch a lot of uh, Chris Noir footage, and I feel awful that you know there was never. There, I'll never have the opportunity to wrestle him. It's yeah, it's a dark thing, and I know it's not a popular answer, but you know, uh, the other one would be this is this was probably Dusty. I would love to work with Dusty Rhodes the way you know Steve Carino worked with him. Oh God, man! The stuff with Carino and and the funny part was I was a um, I was a huge ECW fan and and at the time I lived on the in the Maryland area, but would make trips over to Philadelphia all the time. So I got to witness some of that in person, and that was oh my amazing God. stuff, amazing stuff. So I was an ECW like before two thousand five. I didn't know what ECW was because I was too young for it. Right. My dad wouldn't let me watch it. Well, then I watched ECW's One Night Stand pay-per-view and became hooked. Yeah. And that has been the one thing that I always make sure and go back and watch when I can. Uh, Living Dangerously 99 has got to be one of my favorite pay-per-views. Great show. Great show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I My proudest, my two proudest moments I think I can officially say was um, I was uh, in the ECW arena for the Dudley's first title victory. Um, which is a proud oh. moment, and I was there for what was at least supposed to be the very last Raven Tommy Dreamer match, where Tommy finally got to pin Raven clean in the ring. You know, those are definitely moments that I would be proud to be yeah. there for. Oh yeah, that, that's like, those are highlights of my wrestling, my wrestling fandom for the oh. thirty plus years I've been a fan. So definitely. Uh, uh, so question number two. Um, Get ready. If you said if you said wow at the last one, wait till you hear this one. Uh, we here at the oh, IndyCast believe that all animals in nature have certain traits to, to help with their survival. Uh, giraffes have long necks. Rhinos have the big horns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We believe that uh, humans' trait is the ability to use tools. So, that being said, Matt Kenway, if you could fight any animal, what weapon would it be? What animal would it be, and what weapon would you use? Ooh, I like this question, actually. Feels a little bit of a psychopath I am. <laughs> <laughs> the great part will be I to see if... Use... The fun part will be to see if you book yourself in a fair... If you try to book yourself in what could be considered a fair fight, or if you book yourself to go over. We've definitely had both, so... I'm wrestling a bear, first off. Nice, okay. Because if you're going to go out, you might as well go out facing, like, one of the most terrifying animals on Earth. Sure. And, you know, you hear the people, well, I'd go up against the lion, like, eh. Eh. We don't, like, bears are descendants of just killing machines. Lions are related to cats. Like, I, I can't take them seriously. Right. Um, grizzly bear, I've got a... Eh, my aim's pretty shit, so a bone arrow's a bad idea. 
I'll go with a tomahawk. Very nice. Good choice. We've had a couple bears in the past. We've had a couple bears in the past, but we've also had somebody like uh, we had uh, Chikara manager Sidney Bacabella on, and I believe it was a kitten with a tack hammer. Um, so you'll get people to try to put themselves Jesus. over. So. Tack hammer. He, he, wanted, he wanted to put himself over, baby. That was, I believe, his direct quote. So that, that, that's your comparison point from there. So. Pretty easily. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, this is the time, and you're the champion of this, so this will work out very nicely here, uh, where we have officially, by the way, gotten permission from Brian Cage to call this segment Get Your Shit In. So uh, if you could tell everybody uh, where they can find you on social media, where can they buy your merchandise, things like that, the floor, sir, is yours. All right. Uh, let me – hold on. Give me five seconds here. I forget what my social media handles are. Uh, Kenway uh, After Dark da, is your Twitter. Da, 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 Social media handles. You can find me at Kenway After Dark on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook, uh, search Matt Kenway. Uh, yeah, those are my social media play. Oh, YouTube. Matt Kenway on YouTube. Uh, I post a lot of the skits we do, a lot of the promos and vignettes I've cut. Uh, and you can even find some of my matches on there. Uh, matches from such places as Inspire. Oh, I forgot. I worked for Inspire, and I, I feel bad because I completely forgot about that. But um, great place to work, too. Just, you know, great place, great people. Um, you can see some matches I've had from Inspire, uh, Pro Wrestling Resurgence when it was still running, uh, Glory Pro, where I've faced the besties in the world with my tag partner, Aaron Janich. So a lot of fun stuff up on the YouTube. Uh I want to get the subscriber count up, and I'll be adding more content there regularly now. Uh, Instagram, just see me in the gym and in ring. And Twitter for all the funny things I post that I hope people find funny. And what about merchandise? Do we have do we have the first Matt Kenway shirt yet or anything out there? Um, so there have been three Matt Kenway shirts. There is not a merchandise store yet. Um, working on things right now. Uh hey. Paging. Working on some things for where to sell them, some other things. Uh, got some ideas coming up. The next shirt, though, I think everyone will buy. I think everyone will love the next shirt that's coming out because we already know what the design is going to be Very and, nice. you know, the bits and pieces for it. So well, I'm excited. All I will say here is uh, page, paging fully gimmicked, paging fully gimmicked. Mr. Kenway needs a, needs a shop, uh, and we'll see if we can uh-huh. make, maybe uh-huh. make that happen for you. So <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> just, just maybe. So. Cough, cough. I'm one of your champs. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, well, Matt, uh, thank you very much for uh, for joining me on the show. It was definitely a pleasure having you on. And as always, to our dozens and dozens listening, uh, thank you very much for tuning in once again. Uh, as always, everybody, I am Chad Allen. And until next time, as we always say, deuces. <laughs>